Thank you. This is the third hour voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmaurice. And here we are with more of the food show. It's great to be here every Saturday, every Saturday that becomes available to me anyway. Here for three whole hours, we get a whole bunch of people I've never talked to before, and that's uh, kind of fun. We'd love to hear from you, though. We've got plenty of room. We have a full hour to take care of here. So 260-1870 is, a tel- is the telephone number. Let's see. On uh, hold, we have Casey. Casey, welcome to the food show. Oh, thanks, Tom. Thank you. I, yeah, I was listening earlier, and you were talking about restaurants that have closed, and it reminded me when when I first moved to New Orleans, we had a client that came once or twice a year, and they always wanted us to make reservations for them at um, – Corinne Dunbar's on St. Charles Avenue. And I always wanted to eat there to see what it was like, but it closed before I did. I was curious what you thought about it. Well, it it was not the best place in the world for eating purposes. If what you were out for was to to get really distinguished dining, you wouldn't find a whole lot of it there. It was pretty good, but it was not uh, especially fantastic compared with the other restaurants in the city at that time. But the concept, uh-huh. the concept was really great, and it's no wonder that to this day, I mean, it's been how long have they been closed? Forty years, you know, something like that. It, it, is that when you went there, you made your reservation, you paid up front because it was a fixed mm-hmm. menu, and you they would serve you, uh, you know, in several courses, uh, all of the food. And you would hope that they had the oysters Dunbar. That was a really, really quite a good dish. And they had a few other things okay. like that. And the whole thing was more like eating in the home of somebody who had a lot of money, for one thing, and who had help. Uh, that would have been the waiters and waitresses. But it didn't include any of the little end pieces that uh, always follow a dinner in a restaurant in that you were already paid for, and you just would leave whenever you were ready. And there were a lot of people that were just charmed like crazy about that. And yeah. to this day, I, I, I'd i say once every three or four months, somebody will call me and, and ask me whether Corrine Dunbar's is as good as it ever was. And I said, well, uh, I've got <laughs> some bad news for you from 40 years ago. <laughs> Ain't there no more. So, <clears throat> Yeah, those was, people uh, raved about landmark. it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. I was just curious to to get your take on it. Yeah, that's 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 was the story. There were a lot of people who just thought it was the great chef to go to. Uh, I uh-huh. was not okay. one of them, but uh, you know, who do I think I am? You know. Yeah. But what? Well, thanks All for right. the call. That's a good question. So you're it for this uh, quarter. <laughs> okay. Well. A, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you. See ya. It's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmaurice. Yeah, Corrine Dunbar's. It was on St. Charles Avenue. Um, what's there now? Uh, I don't think it's a restaurant now. It's something else, but I can't remember what. It's, it was pretty close to Lee Circle. And it uh, was there for a long time. There was the, There was quite a good story behind the restaurant. The lady who originally put the whole concept together... Uh, if I remember right, and I'm probably going to get most of this wrong, but the uh, the lady who owned the place, her husband had passed away or something like that, and she was struggling to uh, keep her her lifestyle, 
more than anything. And she said, I wonder if this would work. And she would take her house staff and they would do a special menu every day. So it was it was something that was very handleable. If, if restaurants could possibly get away with serving only one menu, and you, they changed it from day to day, but that's what they did was that was it. You had no choices. If, if most restaurants could get away with that, we would see a lot more restaurants that work that way, but uh, we never really have, not that many. The only one I can remember other than that was uh, Two Jags, two, and uh, Two Jags doesn't even do it anymore. Two Jags, they have a full menu, full range of everything that people like to eat in, in first-class restaurants. But uh, I remember when I first started dining there back in the 70s, they had one fixed menu. You'd walk in, sit down, and here it would start coming. They, they, sometimes they never even bothered to ask you, especially not if you were a regular. So anyway, that's the story on Corrine Dunbar's. Again, I tell you, a lot of people were very, uh, just loved the place and just found it to be a fantastic dining experience. And other people thought, ho-hum, yawn. And that was about it. Walter is over here on the blue phone. Walter, thanks for calling. Come on in. How you doing? Doing great. That's great. Look, just uh, one little comment I'll make about uh, uh, talking about bread pudding. Um, you know, everybody uses their own recipe, but what I like to do is put a the king cake for bread. Now, not a mm. fancy king cake, but the old time, which yeah, is really the, just brioche. Kenji's style, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And uh, you can make that uh, that. Uh, bread pudding like that with that brioche and then if mm -hmm. you would like you could lightly color and you know this time of year with Mardi Gras coming around uh, a little sugar with those Mardi Gras colors uh, mm -hmm. if you'd like to do that too but just the flavor mm -hmm. of the brioche uh, in the bread pudding uh, I find pretty yeah, yeah that, that makes perfect sense to me and I think over the years, there have been a couple of restaurants that did do a, a, a brioche as the basis of it instead of just using leftover bread. So it, it definitely is a good idea. A little more expensive, but, you know, who cares? I guess. Worked on a ship, and what they did was we had a French chef, and uh, they would put the uh, croissant from the day before. They weren't uh -huh. need, they'd use croissant for the bread pudding, which very, very rich, obviously. So, I, yeah, I was uh, about to say, because uh, there's so much uh, butter in a croissant. That it's, <laughs> I, I remember uh, I went back to the, uh, the pastry kitchen at the Royal Orleans Hotel some years ago, and uh, I was in the habit back then of whenever I'd be in a, a, a restaurant doing breakfast and you'd get the croissants and I'd put butter on them. And then I, I watched how they actually made them and the amount of butter that goes into a croissant is out of sight. It's just crazy. But it sure is good. Yeah. Well, um, I'm his wife. I just got back in the car. And I just have one uh, comment. The reason we started making the king cake bread pudding is because yeah. just for the two of us, the king cakes are so big. And That's I hate true. to waste food. So makes that's sense. what we do with the stale leftover king cake. And it's, I wound up buying king cakes just to make bread pudding last year because it's huh. so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds good to me. You talked me right into it. Bread pudding is my favorite dessert. So, uh, yeah, that fits right in. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Tom, and have a great day. Hey, you too. Thank you very much for the call. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris.
We always love getting as many phone callers as we possibly can because it gives us such a variety, and we learn so much. I mean, Greg is here on the green phone. Greg? Hey. Hi there. Uh, Welcome. On the last, on the last, oh, thanks for letting me in. No, I like the place. You, did, you look like you remodeled it, huh? The picture used to be over on the other side and whatever. <laughs> Uh, I heard the last hour you were talking about Rocky callers. Every time we go there, we're supposed to be going there tonight. I always get fried shrimp and macaroni. And uh-huh. I missed I missed what you were saying about Rocky callers. Uh, what was the dish? Brusciolone. Brusciolone. Yeah, they're pretty famous for that. Okay. That's what yeah, I'm going to try it's, tonight, it's, then. It's a huge amount of uh, of food. I mean, Whenever I think of going there, I think of really stuffing myself. That's how it always winds up. Uh, even if you're trying not to do that, you can't help yourself over there. So what would be uh, the side dish with the Barcelona? Oh, you don't need oh, one. You've got so much stuff That's in there it? already. It is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, salad. Well, yeah, salad would do it. Sounds sorry, good. Thank I, you so much. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for calling. It's the food show. Our telephone number is 260-1870, 1870 I've already screwed up once today by giving the phone number from my regular uh, weekday gig, which is, you know, same same story, same same idea, same host, same, same radio station. It's just that we do it during the week. It's on 105.3 FM HD2. This, uh, and if you don't have it, if you think you don't have an HD radio, you might have one that you don't know about. It's in your car. If your car is about five or less years old, or, or yeah, that's right. Uh, it's probably already installed, and it's just a matter of knowing how to bring it up. And once you do it once, you can preset it so the next time you can just go to it, and then it uh, becomes very easy to talk to us on the air during our weekday shows as if you needed that after all the food that you and I eat all the time. I don't know, but it still feels good. 260-1870. Mary is here. Mary, welcome to the food show. Okay. I wanted to talk about bread pudding. Let's Uh, do Every time I go to a restaurant, every restaurant fixes bread pudding differently. That's true. Absolutely So much so that I'm afraid to even order bread pudding. (laughs) <laughs> because yeah. I don't know if it would be too watery or too this or too that or too dry or too whatever, mm. you know. Yeah. So I just I just can't seem, I don't know where to go to cook bread, but I guess your, your taste might be different than mine, too. Well, I, I can assure you that it certainly is different. but Not uh, your taste, but the way you like it, let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, well, it's as I mentioned, it's my favorite dessert, bread pudding. Some of the ones I think are really good, Mr. B's. There's a, it's very, very light. It, they, they bake it at a low temperature for hours. And what happens is that it, it comes out with this almost cloud-like, looks like it would float in water, uh, bread pudding. All the flavor is still there, but it's very, very light in texture, and that's something that's helpful. I don't like the kind that, are, that you could use them to anchor your boat or something that's so heavy. Uh, I don't like those too much. Uh, over at Commander's Palace, they have that, that uh, bread pudding souffle, which is truly unique. I've never seen that anywhere else. That's, mm. I, was, I was there the night they rolled it out. If you can imagine a souffle with everything kind of fluffed up and the bread pudding is in the middle of this, mm-hmm. just, just yeah. wonderful. 
Yeah. There any other places? Uh, oh, yeah, there's plenty of them uh, around town. Oh, that town. you like in particular. Well, yeah, uh, the one at Arno's, I, I think, has always been good. Huh? No, what? I mean, that's not in the French Quarter, but I... I uh... Oh, well, I'm just giving you the ones that I know about. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, I always... Uh, I, I always like the one at Impostados. It's it's uh, pretty mm. good over there. Uh, and let's see. You know what? I probably did a top ten on that at some point or another. I'm going to have to dig that up. I'll that never get it good. done in time. But anyway, it's a good question. We'll put it out there and see what everybody else who's listening has to say. Yeah, just, I don't yeah. really get a good one except maybe once in a way a while, yeah. you know. Well, the good thing about bread pudding is that it's usually the cheapest item on the breakfast dinner. Yeah. Uh, I mean, on the on the uh, menu. Yeah. Uh, so, but I've had uh, some bad ones, you know. They were like. Well, soup. you know, it, that's you get bad things everywhere. You know, yeah. it's not you're not going against uh, uh, the rules if you said, "Could I have like a little bit of your bread pudding so I can tell what it tastes like?" I do oh, that all the time. Most restaurants have no problem with that. But when I get other desserts, like key lime pie is consistent, you uh, know. Yeah. Um, other desserts are more or less consistent, yeah. you know. Like I've never had a bad key lime pie. Or, I don't know, bread pudding is just something different, oh, something well. else. Well, not but everybody think, likes it. My wife doesn't like bread pudding, but uh, her father did. I don't know. I can't figure it out. My mother made a really good one. Hey, listen, thank you very much. It's the Food Show. Uh, Lester is over here on the green phone. Lester, welcome. Hey, Tom. I, um, I have a question. My wife and I like cooking shows. I mean, there's some good, some bad. There was a new one the other night, and it's Gordon Ramsay. But what surprised me was Aaron or Aaron Sanchez was on there, uh-huh. and they made mention that he has seven restaurants in New Orleans. Well, that's interesting. I'd like to eat at one. So I Googled it, and I found Johnny Sanchez, which – yeah, that's it. Collaboration. Yeah, I I don't think he has a restaurant on his own in New Orleans. Uh, I I think that, but the only thing I can think of is that John Besh, who is his partner in the uh, in the business, he uh he has seven or eight restaurants around town, so that might be the point of confusion there. But uh, I don't think that oh, okay. uh, that the man himself has uh, any other one than that one on Poydras Street. Right off of O'Keefe. Okay, well that's yeah. been. I mean, they misled because they they clearly make mention that he has seven yeah. restaurants. Hmm. And, uh, that's interesting. I guess that yeah. clears it up. Oh well. Well, thanks for calling. Anyway, see ya. It's the food show. I mean, who is here? A uh, Bob. Welcome to the food show. Rob. Rob. Welcome to the food show. Hey Tom. Hey Tom. I'm I'm the guy who used to give you the meatloaf recipe just as a. Uh, an intro. <laughs> the meatloaf recipe? Yeah, one a couple of years ago we were heading to the deer camp and you had somebody call in and say, "Look, Tom, I've never had heard you give a meatloaf recipe and you said there's a good reason for that. I don't cook it, yeah. I don't eat it." And he says, "But if you hang on 5 uh-huh. minutes, I guarantee you someone will call in and I was I was the sucker who called in." <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> well, thank you for that. One, once again, I'm heading to the deer camp, but I want to walk down memory lane with your bread pudding. Um, we, yeah. my family, initially grew up in Gentilly and then moved uptown. Uh, mm-hmm. There were 13 of us, and one of my mother's uh, helpers uh, to help marshal the 13 
knuckleheads that that showed up for dinner every night uh, would uh-huh. make a wonderful bread pudding, but there was rarely the ingredients necessary. So she got creative, and she would send us on a little uh, scavenger hunt all around the neighborhood to get two <laughs> eggs from Miss Capto and go get a can of pet milk from Mr. Woods over here, and then and and we would all take off with great delight and return with with um with the needed ingredients and she would put fruit cocktail or pineapple or you you name it and we'd get the day old bread from a bakery across the street who would give it to us feeling sorry for the the um the group of us that inhabited yeah Uh Yeah, the the uh, the poor uh the poor people who live across the street or as one person referred to my mother as a woman who lived in the shoe um, but anyway, so that brought back memories and, and she would make this bread pudding in what we refer to as the turkey pot, a great big old magnolite. Yeah, um, yeah. but, but, you know, to, to make a bread pudding of that size for us was, you well, needed the turkey it's, pot. Uh, you, it's, uh, you sure do. Hey, listen, thanks for the story. Uh, it's, uh, just goes to show how much difference in, in perception people have about the same thing. We'll be back with more of the Food Show after first, please, this. Hello, it's the Food Show. Yeah, it's still the Food Show. And this is Tom Fitzmaurice. Our telephone number is 260-1870. And waiting for us over here, I guess, I hope, uh, David. David, welcome to the Food Show. Welcome. Yes, um, good afternoon. I've got something more on the lighthearted side. Um, And I did watch, by the way, I watched that program, and I could have sworn the guy said several restaurants as opposed to seven ah but well that's you know it's just a matter of what you heard you know but um okay a friend and i went eat at a um a barbecue restaurant well she ate i did not and the reason is and it's it's it may be kind of trivial is it goes back to the old adage don't trust a a skinny cook (laughs) you heard that expression before correct well you know i I, I, it's it's an interesting concept, except the, probably the best French chef I ever knew was a guy who ran marathons, and so he was skinny as a rail. So, but and he, we you could the, certainly trust him. But we went to this restaurant, and it's a barbecue restaurant. Yeah. Well, it's a barbecue stand. Well, barbecue restaurant, anyway. Yeah. And I do not smell the barbecue. You know, it's ah, smoky well, you're on smell to something there. The, and yeah. I told her, I said, I am not eating it. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm 100% with you on that. Uh, if you can't smell the smoke from a barbecue, you aren't dealing with real barbecue. I mean, you know, uh, there are a lot of people who say, well, no, barbecue is this, barbecue is that. One thing I'm absolutely sure of, if you don't have smoke, you don't have barbecue, period, the end. We'll come yeah, back. We have more to say about this. I'm going to leave you on hold and see what we can, uh, if we want to expand this anymore. Uh, but we have a news update uh, coming up right now, and then uh, more of the food show as we go through the afternoon. Lovely day. Uh, continue enjoying it, and think about uh, what you might have for dinner tonight. Welcome back. You are here on the food show on 105.3 FM HD1 or. On the Big 870, WWL, it's the same station, same uh, same everything. Depends on what kind of sound you like. Let's see. Uh, who Did you say somebody was on hold? Oh, I did. David, you still there? Yes, I am. 
Let's see, where were we? We were talking, was this still the bread pudding argument, or we, we, where had we moved on? Oh, barbecue. We were talking no, about barbecue. The barbecue. Right. They, um, you can't smell the smoke. You're not smelling the smokiness yeah. of the, the, the pit, the, the meat yeah. on the barbecue pit from a um, restaurant or a barbecue stand, whatever the case may be. Now, she ordered something, and she said, oh, it was okay. It didn't have that smoky flavor. I said, well, that, that, that was my exact point. There you point. go. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you, you know uh, that was my uh, exact uh, point. <laughs> A friend of mine who grew up in Dallas told me there's one foolproof way to find good barbecue, and that is as you're driving around, wherever it happens to be, Texas is a big place, you know, So, uh, and you see uh, a sandwich shop or a little little kind of restaurant or cafe or something, and there's a bunch of old refrigerators around the back part of the place. That will be a great barbecue joint. If you go there right now, because what they do with these old old refrigerators is that they take all the works out. They keep all the shelves in, uh, and where the compressor was down at the bottom, they they put all the uh, the wood and everything, and it smokes up through the old bar- <laughs> the old barbecue, mm-hmm. uh, the old refrigerator. And he says it works like a dream. It just makes it all come out so smoky, and that's it. That's how, however you get there. You know exactly, but I just wanted to see what their take was on it. Like I said, like I mentioned, it was just yeah. something on the lighter side. Um, but yeah. I thought, you know, my feeling is, is I do not trust a barbecue spot that does not have the smell of an authentic uh, I, barbecue amen, smoke amen going on. Amen to that. You are right on the money on that one. Well, thanks Enjoy for sharing that with afternoon. us. I appreciate it. So yeah, it's the food show. Who's next? Mike is here on the green phone. Mike. Hi, Tom. Uh, this is Mike. Hi. I talked to you about 30 minutes ago, and something happened yeah. with the call. Anyway, uh, wh- what I was calling about was uh, not to ask for a report on Cuvette, but to give a report on Cuvette. Oh, okay. Uh, I, went there, uh, Christ- I went there uh, Christmas Day with my son, and he yeah. called uh, several days ahead uh, trying to get a reservation. They said they didn't have any, which I understand. Uh, but anyway, yeah. we went there uh, Christmas Day. And uh, there was, they must have maybe 10 tables or thereabouts, uh, and mm-hmm. one table was occupied, and they have a little small service bar uh, that's, uh, that was also occupied. And I asked the maitre d' if they, we could have a table if anybody canceled. He said, no, no, everybody's coming. So the whole time we were there, uh, one other party came in of three people. So that didn't strike me as mm-hmm. too good a service from the maitre d'. Uh, the waitress that we had uh, took about 20 minutes to come. We were sitting at the Oyster Bar. It took about 20 minutes to come uh, ask if she could get us anything. So she was just slow, slow, slow. She'd, like, disappear for 20 or 30 minutes. Um, I ordered a, uh, uh, I think the fish is skate. I'm not sure if that's the right one. Skate, right yeah. Name, you've never but... seen these things. They look like they have wings. Uh, right, yeah. look like a miniature. Uh, what they are. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, it looked like a miniature stingray, exactly. Uh, anyway, this, it is. Uh, same family. Right. Right. Yeah. So I had uh, I had that, and uh, um, I ate the top half of it, and then went to flip it over, and it was just like swimming in oil, and I I just kind of turned my stomach. I anyway, I didn't eat the bottom half of it. The waitress came by um, after my son finished his entree, and said, uh, "Can I pick these up or something like that?" I said, "Yeah." She says. Um, I said, I really didn't care for the food. And she says, oh, and picks up the plate and walked away. Not, mm. gee, I'm sorry. Uh, can we do something to make it right? Would you like another entree? Nothing like that. Just, oh. Well, and uh, anyway, you know, 
the, the, in, net, the net result was the net result was I thought it was expensive. I thought yeah. the service was bad, 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 and I thought the food was mediocre. So that's my my yeah. report. Uh, yours pretty much uh, is the same as mine. The night I was there. But what we're dealing with here, and it's the, I'm sure it's the problem, same problem in both locations and both times, new restaurants, and this is still pretty much new, uh, they, they, it takes a while to put it all together and to, to, for everybody to figure out what their role is like and how are they going to do things and develop a few house rules. Like, you know, when we were there, we had the two of us, actually, there were, yeah, just the two of us were jammed in a corner. And they had the whole rest of the dining room open. And then there was a group of uh, four people who sat down right next to us, and one of them smelled bad, which is not a come on. Of course, that the restaurant has no control over that, but still, uh, I, I think they need a little more work. But I like the idea. I love the place. I love the place. And I think the, the, the menu itself is pretty uh, interesting, but uh, they are definitely not where they're going to be one of these days, I hope. Yeah, I hope so, too. The, 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 uh, the restaurant itself is, is nice. I like the, the yeah. ambiance of it. But it's just yeah, like, me the, too. like I said, I didn't, I didn't think the maitre d' did a good job of being a maitre d', and the waitress oh, wow. didn't do a good job of being a waitress. Yeah, they, they, and, they don't have yeah. they they just don't have it figured out yet. But, uh, you know, let it right. go for six months and then uh, then try it again. All right. All right. Well, listen, have a good afternoon. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmaurice. Here is Dennis. Dennis, welcome. Hi, Tom. Hi. I'd like to see if I know who that uh, chef that was skinny that was running. I think I know who that might have been. Was that Mr. Crozier? Yeah. uh, uh, Gerard Crozier. He was. He he and his wife both, they were runners. Yeah. she was something else. She was a tough lady. I loved her, but she was. I know her for a long time. Oh, just yeah. great people. Excellent too. Yeah, and uh, uh, I think that Gerard could uh, chef rings around just about anybody else in the whole city. Yeah, he, he I, was mean, I went to all his places that he had. Yeah, and um, they were always really, really good, and great meals. You talked about, and uh, I was at his place in Metairie, and he knew me, and. He, he came up to us and he said, "Listen, they need a table for birthday. So if you come, if you come to the bar, I just have something special for you." And he had came with a, a peach champagne. I don't like champagne. Huh. It was wonderful. <laughs> it was. <laughs> and little Miss Crochet sitting there with a Heineken, <laughs> drinking <laughs> her beer. That's uh, about she was right. a character. She was a <laughs> tough lady. I dealt with him a little bit. She was a tough lady. I, I like I said, I loved her, respect her. But hey, you did it her way. Um, you were talking about restaurants opening and waiting a little bit. We yeah. went to Felix's about a week or two after it opened, and yeah. uh, out at out Lakefront, it was wonderful from then on. I mean, it was what they did. I I've been around restaurants for a long time, and uh, I thought what they did was kind of unique. They they basically said, "Hey, the staff that was already there at, at the restaurant, would yeah. you like to stay?" And hmm. so they had their staff. People that knew the nooks and crannies of the restaurant, and they, I'm sure they brought some chefs. But I thought oh, it was good yeah. from day from right off the bat. I really, we really enjoyed it. So, but, yeah, I, I, I believe you. Yeah, that's uh, well, it's uh, a funny thing to get a restaurant started, especially an existing restaurant started. Do you keep the old staff or do you not? But uh, it is. I think I think most yeah, I, of the time they keep their jobs. Uh, I remember over. 
when uh, Commander's Palace, the Brennans took over Commander's Palace, there was a guy there who was a busboy who wound up running the restaurant. He, he was there for, really? forever, and then he opened up his own place. Uh, it can be done. Oh. But for years, we would, we would, a couple of uh, yeah. two guys, yeah. we would go to the chef's table around Christmas time. Yeah. And uh, Miss Ella came in there, and she didn't realize I, I knew who was the restaurant better than most. And uh, she wanted to know where we were from. And we told her, oh, Kenner and Battery. Yeah. <laughs> well, who are y'all? I know y'all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, thank you very much for the call. I appreciate it. Great story. April is here. April in Paris. Thank you. Show. Hello? Okay, Tom, I heard yes. a previous uh, call, caller talking about the um, uh, candy counter at home. I was wondering if there's any place in the city now where you can buy candy by the pound. Uh, during the holidays, I was looking for nonpareils. And didn't uh, seem to be able to find them. Uh, did, did, did you go to any of the the kind of uh, upscale supermarkets around town, like the Langensteins, Dorignacs? Yeah. Uh, I looked uh, everywhere. Trader Vicks, them Trader, Trader Joe's, rather. Um, if I th- and also, uh, uh, oh, gosh, the name of that place, it's on Magazine Street between Washington Avenue and Louisiana. And its name is, oh, gosh, my daughter used to work there, uh, uh, Sucre, Sucre. They, they make everything themselves in-house. So if you were to tell them exactly what you want, they whether they have it on the display or not, they'd probably do it for you. I didn't know that. Well, now so you do. I will try there. And I'm happy to give let you know. Yeah, try the Sucre. Uh, they they they're real pros. These are people who are in the business of doing pastry and, and and cookies and candy and all of that stuff. It's well worth your checking. I will be sure to do that. Thank you for the information. Let, thank you. Let me know how it turns out. Okay. Thank you. Betsy is here on the green phone. Betsy, hello, welcome. Hi. Good afternoon. Um, I just met your sister Lynn, and I just she turned me on to your show. Isn't she lovely, my little sister? She, she was wonderful, and yeah. she came into my shop. I sell secondhand cookware, and we just yeah. had a lovely chat. And she told me all about you. And um, yeah, thank you so much for for your show. Well, thank you for calling. That makes my day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, with did, did you have dinner together or anything? Oh no, no, she's no? just no. She yeah. was actually just, um, yeah. doing her errands, and she had told her friends about my shop, yeah. and I really appreciated oh. it. I sell uh, vintage cookware, so she had stopped oh. by, and um, so yeah, just told told me about you and how you guys grew up in New Orleans, and she, uh, how your how your show is focused on food yeah we have a we have a lot in common she and i and we we have especially with uh my mother who was a great cook just a really great cook yeah thank you uh thank you for that great little touch yeah thank you perfect as we get towards the end of the show we'll come back with more of the food show after first if you will this hello welcome back it's the food show 
We're coming into the last quarter hour here, but that doesn't mean we're going to slow down. We have room for you. Give us a call, 260-1870. Tim has done that, and here he is. Tim, come on in. Uh, yes, Tom. I, I uh, You mentioned Sucre uh, just a few minutes ago, and I was uh, I, I read in the advocate that they were closing. Oh, really? That's news to me. Yes. Uh, yeah, it, it was to me, too. Uh, that's interesting. Well, okay. If they're closing and closed are two different things, so maybe that lady can get there before that happens. But that's interesting. Okay. Okay. Thanks. For I just want to let you know. Yeah. All right. We don't know for sure. I'll have to check into that. Uh, you know, whenever you hear that a restaurant is closed, don't believe it. You never know. There, are, there's all kinds of things. Uh, the, the, and I just. Uh, Oftentimes, people will see that a, a, a restaurant is closed at a time when it, you would expect it to be open. But there, is all, there are all kinds of reasons that that happens. Like uh, one that happens pretty often in restaurants is that this thing called a, uh, what do they call it, grease pot? or I can, I can never remember. Anyway, it just overflows or something. Or they have uh, a problem with their ice machine. It's just all kinds of crazy things plumbing things that have to make you shut down for a, for a while. Don't ever believe that a restaurant is closed unless uh, there's a sign on the door uh, saying so or there's a different restaurant in where it used to be or, uh, you know, somebody credible can say so. But uh, I don't know. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't buy that one. Uh, 260-6368. Oops, wrong number. 260-1870. See, the deal is... I do the same program uh, every day all through the week, and they have a different phone number over there, and I'm so accustomed to spilling out that phone number that sometimes it shows up over here, too. But, uh, you know, it's nobody's perfect. 260-1870. We still have a couple of minutes to go here. What, any Got anything in mind? We, uh, the Eat Club. Yeah, I'm glad you uh, mentioned that. The Eat Club, uh, the next dinner we're going to do, is I'm I'm told I don't know the date yet and I don't know any other details either uh, that we're going to uh, be doing it at Trinas in the uh, Intercontinental Hotel. We have had nothing but good luck there. We've done three dinners there before, all fantastic. So uh, we're also uh, in the middle of a, a year-long uh, collection of programs that we are doing from various places in the Roosevelt Hotel. We did one in the Blue Room. We did one in the uh, Fountain Cafe. Uh, that's probably the, the restaurant that they have there that's most open to the public all the time, and and uh, they're there all the time. Uh, and that's, that's a, a good place. We went and did that last month. And uh, we're just going to go around the, the, the hotel, which is celebrating its 125th anniversary, and uh, uh, get different uh, takes on it. Maybe, maybe we'll even do one uh, in one of their rooms. That, that, I, I'm going to ask him about that. Well, anyhow, uh, so there's that. Another thing that I just learned today is that uh, we are considering doing a cruise to uh, Alaska. We have done that twice in the past. It's been a while. One of them was a uh, Cunard liner, and this is going to be the Queen Elizabeth, which I think is the old, is the youngest 
uh, ship in the Cunard uh, range. The Cunard name uh, goes back a long, long way and is probably the ultimate in cruising, uh, except for those hyper-expensive kind of jobs. But it's a beautiful, beautiful ship. I really love it. I love all the Cunard ships, and we have uh, been on all of them except that one. So uh, it'll it'll be nice to do that. Uh, We start off in Vancouver, and then we uh, we uh, get the ship there, and then it goes up into Alaska. Hits a lot of really unusual places uh, that you would have a really hard time reaching on your own. And we do this in the early part of the summer because uh, if you wait too long, it starts getting unbearably cold. This is we're talking about uh, the month of June, early in the month of June. So if this is interesting to you at all. Uh, send me an email message to tom at nomenu.com, and as soon as we have all the details put together, I'll let you know about it. We have uh, done some of these cruises. The most recent one, we had 82 people traveling with me, and uh, my wife, who would thank God for her because she helps me put all the organized stuff together. And uh, we, uh, most of the people are listeners to the program. I don't know what other reason you could possibly have for uh, for joining us, but uh, we've had a lot of fun at these things, and and we do uh, a lot of uh, uh, dinners in in the ports, and I have searched this out all ahead of time, and so it winds up being a great time. So anyway, Tom at nomenu.com. You can also use that for anything you want to know from me. I'd be happy to to keep you up to date. Just don't expect me to do it in the in the next 15 minutes because it's not going to happen. But uh, we'll be back with more of the program after First Please This. Welcome back. It's the food show. We're getting towards the end here, so let me get on with it. Uh, We have Linda. Welcome. Hi. I'm calling from Baton Rouge, so I listen in the car when we're making trips. So you may have covered this subject many, many times. We don't care. We're happy to. (laughs) Thank you. Do you know, uh, can you tell me where I could get the Queen Amans in New Orleans or Baton Rouge? The who? Well, it's it's a pastry that I knew nothing about, and it's been mentioned twice on TV shows lately. It's it's K-O-U-I-G-N, and the second word is A-M-A-N-N. I believe it's a real flaky pastry. I've never heard of it in my life. Well, I, I hadn't I've... either until about two weeks ago, and now they've mentioned it on two, um, you know, regular sitcom kind of shows, so I was <laughs> shocked. Hmm. I have it no idea, but I'll tell you this. Uh, I wish you hadn't, well, not that you had any control over <laughs> this, but uh, I wish you had called us earlier in the show because then we could have put it out for a while. But we only have a couple of minutes left today. So uh, I'll ask around a little bit and uh, and call me again and and we'll, and we'll yeah, and keep listening, too. Sure right. will. All right. Thanks for the call. Uh, let's see. Who is next? Grant, I think. Grant, welcome. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't. I'm the, the doing fine. Come on in. Call screen said no pleasantries, so, but I'm, I'm still going to be pleasant. All um, right. Max Chicken in the Box, they were ahead of their time back in the, I guess it was the 60s. They delivered, had home delivery in Volkswagen yeah. Bugs. Did you know that? I'm serious. I vaguely, my, I vaguely my, remember this. Yeah. My, no. my, my father was friends with the gentleman that owned the place. Yeah. And they swapped. My, we wound up with nice chicken in the box truck, and my and my daddy's Volkswagen went to deliver chicken. What do you know? What are the possibilities yeah. there? And, and I I've lost track of the people. It's been years, but um, it yeah. was it was some awesome chicken. Well, that's good to know. I wish we could uh, had a, 
get, have a time machine and we'd go get some and see if it's true. But but thank you very much for that. And uh, let's see, Cornel, uh, Cornel, Lynn, Lynn is here. Lynn. Hey, Tommy, it's me. Oh, it's my little sister. <laughs> Your I little just sister. Referred to him. Um, yes, yes. I just wanted to tell you uh, uh, briefly. I know you're running out of time. Um, Betsy, who called you, I was just in her shop. She has this charming little shop where she sells yeah. used uh, cookware, used and vintage cookware. And yeah. it's the cutest little shop. It's around the corner from uh, Martin Wine Cellar. So oh. it's uptown on Dryad Street. And oh. uh, she just, it's just very, very interesting. You ought to go in there. Marianne ought to go in there. And and your listeners might want to go because you can find things that your mama had. I mean, I found things that they 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 had a um, a um, fruitcake can like you know the kind <laughs> with the French Quarter scene on the on the lid that totally yeah. brought me back to childhood. Anyway, and all kind and good prices on on really good quality cookware that that's uh, just been used but in great shape. I just love the shop, and I thought you would like it, and um, and I just I'm thought sure it was something that your I, listeners, yeah. I've not only not heard of the place, but I've never heard of a shop like that before. Right. So, well, that's uh, partly yeah. that was why I thought, oh, you got to know about this. And so it's the name uh, of it is seasoned, seasoned like a seasoned pan. Seasoned. Um, seasoned. S e a s o n e d. Yeah. Right, and that's seasoned. that's the whole name. That's the name of it, or it okay. might be called. Uh, oh, it's called experience, seasoned experienced cookware. <laughs> yeah, so, and, and, and uh, the, the location is where? Uh, it's the thirty-eight hundred block of Dryads, right, right around the corner from Martin Wine Cellar. They're closed yeah. on Monday and Tuesday. I know that. Yeah. So, uh, but other than that, I, I highly recommend it. And she's delightful. Betsy is really a lovely oh. person. Well, wonderful. I'm I'm glad you yeah. called with that. It's always something neat and special. Uh, yeah, I wanted her to tell you those things, but of course she yeah. she was shy calling you. So oh well. And <laughs> anyway, did you tell her just what a jerk I am? And tonight, yeah, I did. In <laughs> fact, I did. Hey, <laughs> thank all right, you. that's all. You gotta go. Good night. Bye, little sister. Uh, well, that concludes our program for today. Listen to me during the week, every day, Monday through Friday. 3 in the afternoon till 5 in the afternoon on 105.3 FM HD2. On FM, on HD, on Skywave, and online, this is WWL Radio New Orleans and WWL FM HD1 Kenner New Orleans, where the news is next over most of these same frequencies from CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Good day.